welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at trading experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Thursday, June 10th. The S&P 500 closed at a new all-time high. Yesterday, we mentioned the upcoming CPI report. What did we learn from this morning's number? So we've been waiting on the CPI number for weeks at this point. It seems to be the most important economic data point as inflation is the number one narrative surrounding the Fed and the market right now. What we learned today is that the economy's rebound from the pandemic has driven the largest surge in inflation in 13 years, with consumer prices rising 5% compared to the number from last May. We do have to factor in the inflation numbers we're being compared against from last year were uncharacteristically low with the country being locked down. Prices plummeted due to collapsing demand last year. But regardless, we're still seeing a rampant rise in inflation no matter which way you slice it. It seems to be the more big ticket items that are experiencing price surges the most dramatically. Used car and truck prices are up over 7% from last month which actually drove one-third of the rise in the overall index. We also saw prices in furniture, airline fares, and apparel rising sharply in that span as well. In the past three months, we've seen overall prices rise just under 10%, which is pretty astronomical in such a short time frame. However, there's still a great argument this inflation is actually transitory due to excitement from the reopening. There are other factors playing into this, of course. We look at car prices soaring, but we also have to factor in the chip shortage that has plagued the auto industry all year, causing supply chains to be seriously constrained. Low supply mixed with high demand, and prices are going to soar no matter what. So while this CPI number was a bit frightening today, we're still able to close at new all-time highs in the S&P. A lot of times, bad news can be good news in a bull market. We're seeing that in real time, but we'll continue to keep a close eye on these inflation numbers. GameStop dropped 27% and closed at its lowest level since May 26th. That's a tough first day reaction after earnings. Is it game over for GameStop? So we got these GameStop earnings last night. They were okay, nothing to write home about. And we talked about the most productive thing they did all quarter was raise over $500 million in the secondary offering to pay down their debt. So the company's finally in a great place financially to make moves to be more tech and growth focused in the future. As for the stock, it is looking like game over in the short term, the way we saw them sell off on earnings today. In the longer term, they do have some ammo to make the structural changes they've been talking about. They've got the new chairman and Ryan Cohen from Chewy, along with the executives they just put in place from Amazon. So they're in the best position fundamentally that they've been in the last five years or so. But I mean, the action on earnings today was pretty gross. We just saw orderly selling all day as funds must have just been unwinding positions left and right. Speaking of funds unwinding positions, the hedge funds are still getting hit. Melvin Capital lost 4% in May. It's down 45% this year. Are funds still short the meme stocks? Right. So this was a pretty shocking development to see. We've been talking about this one on the side, Riley. You know, there's no way hedge funds are still getting killed in the meme stocks, right? We were thinking, you know, they were taking the other side of the trade, probably going long, taking advantage of the meme stocks. These are the most sophisticated traders in the world, mind you. And I'm sure there are funds out there who are doing just this. But the data we got today was pretty astounding. Melvin Capital is down around $4 billion on the year. They must have been trying to save the trade the last few months and continued shorting the name. And even though it's down 27% today, GameStop's still up around 400% since late February after the first short squeeze ended up coming back down to earth. So it continues to be a difficult year for the hedge funds as the Reddit crowd proved that banding together, they could take these titans down. Should be interesting to see how these funds finish out the year. 
Apple is making moves in the automotive industry. The tech company hired a former BMW executive, but what can we learn from just this single hire? So for years and years, we've been hearing about Apple's secret car projects. And with the sounds of this headline, it seems like they're making some moves to make this come to fruition. The hiring of Ulrich Kranz is a big move. He was the senior executive at BMW's electric car division. And internally, Apple's been calling this project Titan. It's been ongoing since 2014 when we first found out Apple was designing its own vehicle from scratch. They're moving forward with self-driving technology and targeting to produce a passenger vehicle that could include its own breakthrough battery technology by 2024. So definitely keep an eye out for any more Apple car news. And this has to just put fear in the heart of the rest of the EV market because no one has money to spend like Apple. They're sitting on you know a casual 200 billion in cash on hand at the moment. So expect them to be a major player soon. The online pet product company Chewy is down a couple percent after it released earnings. The stock flew more than 400% coming off the COVID crash. Did its report indicate further growth for the future? So they're slightly down after hours, but these earnings were solid from a fundamental standpoint. They had big beats on top and bottom line while seeing revenue grow 32% in the past year. They're expanding their margins, their EBITDA is on the right path. But being down on these earnings is just the stock being a victim of its past success. 32% year-over-year revenue growth is solid, but compare that with the stock being up 400% in that time. And it's tough to make the argument the stock should be climbing on these numbers. Overall, they're in a great spot to continue to grow. But I wouldn't expect the stock to rip higher on this report. But of course, we'll get more information on this one and how much the street really likes it tomorrow when it hits the open market. Shake, we're going to be taking a small summer hiatus. Let's give our listeners a little bit of a market outlook. What are you going to be watching for in the coming weeks? I mean, the overall market's been grinding higher. The S&P's at all-time highs. Every piece of bad economic data we receive has only catapulted stocks higher in the short run. Bad news has been good news. So barring any major structural changes to the economic environment, I'm expecting much of the same over the coming weeks. The market's really being driven by Fed decisions. So as long as we don't get any major fireworks out of the Fed, we're looking for stocks to continue to climb in the summer months. And what about the crypto markets? The news from El Salvador was huge. Could we see other nations follow soon? You know, crypto's in a tricky spot. Bitcoin's been bouncing between this 30 and 40K area the past three weeks. And the longer it stays in this area, the more important it becomes. We did hear that El Salvador was becoming the first sovereign nation to accept Bitcoin as a currency, which is really huge news for crypto as a whole. The whole time Bitcoin's been on the rise, it seemed like the participants were really only focused on the prices of crypto rather than the actual utility, you know, the have fun staying poor crowd. But we're finally seeing the utility put in place in a nation that's rampant with banking issues. If we see more countries follow in El Salvador's footsteps, then it's without a doubt a positive catalyst for crypto as a whole. Right now, it seems to be a very news-driven environment and predicting short-term price movements in the most volatile asset class known to man has proved quite difficult. So, Watching the crypto news cycle closely, along with how prices react to that news, no major predictions on this front. All righty, Shake. Well, that does it. Have a sunny summer, y'all. We'll be back in a bit. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.